All right, five-minute pod. Um, got a minute to kill. Let's get right into it. Bucks unleash the purple jerseys. The purple jerseys. Uh, people are asking what I think about it. I, they look awesome. I mean, what do you want me to say? That I think they look very well. They look very, very good. Um, Dust, Dustin Godsey. I, I did find it kind of funny that. I did see, I think Frank Madden retweeted this, that he somehow saved all of his every single year saying, well, the league wouldn't let me do it. It's not an anniversary year or whatever the rule is. The league wouldn't let me do it. The league wouldn't let me do it. And so finally they could come back with the purple and this is him coming with the purple. And somehow that absolves him of, or or whoever's job it is, or the owner, Lazarus Edens or whoever from the branding nightmare that the Bucks have become. But because of course you could have, done a different version of this right you could have tweaked a few things i mean that's really what the the remix edition was but i think i said this at the time i think was it deer noise whatever the uh travis schlepp podcast however many years ago where i just said what if what if it was this version of the bucks a modern version of this exact uniform uh, top and bottom, but it was black since everything is black for black sake. What if the Bucks won a championship and basically this Ray Allen big dog jersey, but it was black and silver? And I think I said this like six years ago. That would have been better, right? Than the Blue Lives Matter Bucks. That that would have been better. Of course, of course it would have been. Around the margins, you know, I, I randomly, because um, obviously this is the kind of stuff that YouTube is going to suggest to somebody who's watching the videos that I'm watching. Somebody was really complaining about how all the the Marvel movies template for the superhero costumes, whether it's Captain America or Captain Marvel or any of these characters, has a slimming kind of Y kind of thing that goes basically like vertical lines made to look... It's, it's almost like drawing a slimmer figure around the kind of love handles not that these people have like not like chris heavens has actual love handles but like a slimming kind of yv kind of shape and once you see it like every single character has this template so the bucks purple obviously there's going to be some modernization um there's kind of a weird slimming kind of kind of vy also i don't think it detracts so i don't think it detracts so it, it that part looks fine and if I wasn't mumbling this into my phone right now, maybe I'd play the audio clip of me talking about this in one of the uniform trilogies about how the old school bucks, like those are baggy jerseys. Like if you visualize Kobe Bryant, just about any iteration of Kobe or Iverson of those guys, like the jerseys are hanging off of their pecs, like the jerseys dangle, they're loose, they're the typical kind of baggy 90s and aughts kind of hip-hop style and so the bucks in the 90s like the bucks was basically under your nipples and, and just kind of flopping around even i mean obviously the kind of the tj ford kind of photoshop is the ridiculous extreme of that kind of thing but it, it was a lower kind of thing and i think because the Jennings, the the throwback that they wore with Jennings and, and Monte and those guys um, was the Deerhead. And the only difference with, with the Deerhead uh, remix was that it was a crew cut, not a V-neck. 
I'm pretty sure about that, or maybe I'm saying it backwards, but it, it was it, it was completely basically identical except for it was it was a crew neck. Is that like that version, that version, the O'Grady version of that was the smaller bucks, which looks better if it's a little bit smaller. Now looking at this, if I wanted to nitpick, I feel like maybe the bucks could have been 15% bigger. I wonder if it's going to look a little bit small on bigger players, a little bit of that kind of, you know, swimming, swimming jersey, kind of super tight, kind of, you see sometimes in college they go to like these super tight jerseys and it that's not the best look either, but I don't have a whole lot to say about it. You know, it matches well, the white matches well with kind of the Motorola and I think this one is the Nike. I have no idea with any of these where they're going to put the Bill Russell patch, we'll talk about that in a second, I guess, maybe. But, like, you can quibble about it a little bit. And I, I do think it was probably the right idea. So, obviously, this is the kind of Ray Allen version without the stripe. I don't know if it was an Adidas thing that they went to the stripe. But, obviously, at some we all remember at some point with, with Bogut and Red, they had incorporated a silver stripe. And I think O'Grady on this podcast, either the first or second time he was on, kind of talked about the difficulties they had with you know, the multiple line, I think it's a triple line of like green and silver on the home or, I mean, it's green, silver, and purple, like layered in a really interesting and kind of gaudy way with the numbers and the word mark and, and I suppose the trim. And so at a certain point it went from being white. I think version one was white or certainly the uh, champion throwbacks were, were like purple and white. And it's actually pretty distinctive. And the silver version, I still really liked, but it's it was a little bit more involved. But I, I think this was the kind of appropriate version to go through without the side panels, just just big old purple. And and the other thing I'd say it's it's pretty interesting to me. Like I I, I did peruse some of the, the the Twitter reactions seem to be mostly positive, but obviously, I mean I don't think you're going to respond if you have a negative association with. You're not going to tweet so much to be like, oh, I always hated the purple. I did see some of that on Real GM and on Reddit um, that I just never liked the purple, blah, blah, blah. Well, I, I really don't know how you get to, I mean, say whatever you want, but I don't get how you get to look at what the Bucks have done and be like, oh, purple isn't a Bucks color. It's way too late for you people who didn't get it to now be like, oh, I never liked purple Bucks. Oh, did you like the blue and cream and cream city? And did, did you like all of that stuff, the, the black and orange and blue and green and so we're we're way past that. It's an outstanding throwback. As I said, I think I said this before, we should wear it in the playoffs. It, I'm very happy with the way most of it looks. And I don't know why we can't carry this forward like Denver did and not have it be an anniversary thing. But I'm generally happy with that. And I'm frankly shocked that anybody thinks that I would have a problem with this. It just kind of looks great. Bill Russell. So... <laughs> Adam Silver is the worst. Uh, <laughs> I just don't know why anybody thought this was a good idea. And I wax poetic a little bit about Bill Russell, I want to say, last episode. I think, obviously, Bill Russell is really important. And it's important to kind of carry forward to the younger generation about the importance of winning. If not, you just got a bunch of James Harden and Trey Youngs and Kyrie Irving kind of guys who never get it and think the, the point of the game is to get rich. And it's like, no, get, go ahead and get rich, but that's not the point of basketball. So I have a lot to say about Bill Russell. And I was actually thinking, so the first time 
I did kind of the audio podcast. So I did, I think I had done some of the uniform video stuff where I'm talking obviously before this, but the first time, like Kobe dies on a Sunday and Sunday night, I'm like, I'm going to podcast about this, even though I don't have a podcast. And that ended up on the YouTube channel. And I remember my dad, who's a Bucks fan, being annoyed with me because he was basically like, you don't talk bad about somebody after they die. And I didn't think I, I, I didn't think I did that at all. Um, just just being honest. And I just kind of obviously talk around the Colorado stuff, but I just addressed all of it. But I just talked about it and people and but I think there's a sizable minority or perhaps majority of the population just thinks you just don't say anything about bad about somebody when they die. And so maybe that's a generational thing. I don't know. But I, like, I, I understand, obviously, the idea of it. So that's why it's really, really stupid for them to give Bill Russell an honor he doesn't deserve and is frankly kind of ridiculous. But that's what happened. So why is Adam Silver? Adam Silver is the worst commissioner because in a lot of ways, like it's really hard for the NFL to have growth. The NFL has larger rosters like like Goodell's an idiot, but like that league prints money. And actually, I don't think Goodell is an idiot. I think Goodell is a mediocrity, but I think the things he does, he does really well. And if you wanted to argue the opposite, like all that player conduct stuff is handled really, really dumb. But I'm sure if you do owner math on that, 53-man roster times 32 teams times all the side guys and coaches and all this kind of stuff like that, there is a scenario where all of the bad conduct really gets out of control. So I understand what, like, and then you have a Ray Rice every week, and what does that do to the league, right? Now, you can't stop that stuff anyway, as long as people have free will, but you can you can argue it, right? It was really poorly done. A lot of stuff he does is dumb. But that league really, really works. Baseball, I have issues with Manfred. Hockey doesn't count. Soccer, I'm, not, I'm talking about the big three. But, like, Silver has the biggest, like the NBA has had the biggest stars. They just keep making stars. Like it's, it's a personality-based game. It's it's the most athletic game. There's just so many upsides to basketball. It should be a growth spurt, but like his mismanagement just keeps like, like being an anchor to a league that I think should be like obviously way more possible, uh, way more popular rather. And so this made me think of Max Kellerman. This is kind of a difficult, Max Kellerman, I've spoken before, like, I feel like the L.A. version of Max and Marcellus was a really good show. He was, like, kind of the smart guy from 15 years ago before he was kind of made to be Stephen A. Stooge. And so he has all these stories. I think probably most people listening to this have seen the um, Max Kellerman rap kind of thing. But Max Kellerman and his two brothers, these three Jewish kids, basically were all sort of... I don't say narcissist, but just thought they were the best at everything. They were going to be the best rappers. They were going to box. They were this. They were going to make movies. And Kellerman talks about all this in great detail that the three of those guys are just going to take the just they were going to set the world on fire in a way that Kellerman, you know, sort of did for a time. But it was like he, he would he would pitch himself and he's like, yo, you got to know him. I'm my brother. And I think his brother, Sam, and his other brother. I'm, I'm mostly right about this if I'm getting the name wrong. And it was a weird kind of thing, but it always it stuck with me that he used to talk about that him and his precocious brothers would they do this thing where like there'd be a new player and let's say it's Eli Manning and, and his brother would be really into Eli Manning let's say 
and then he'd be like, "Oh yeah, I think he's, I think he's great." And, you know, oh, I think this kid Manning's going to be really good. And then, so to kind of torpedo his brother's point, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, he's going to be really great." And he's like, "He's going to be better than Brady." And his brother would be like, "I don't know about that." And he's like, he's going to be the best quarterback ever. And then his brother, who who wanted to love Eli Manning, was then kind of forced to be like, "That's ridiculous. He's not that good." In some kind of way, this gave them pleasure to play this game against each other. And of course, I thought about it. Because Adam Silver, or whoever made this call, but ultimately Silver, <laughs> you don't, like, Bill Russell isn't this guy. Bill Russell isn't this, <laughs> isn't the guy. And so I, I find myself now being in a position because he was over-honored on his death. First of all, they, if they were going to do this, they might have wanted to do this while he was alive. But I've heard that criticism, I guess. I mean, I guess it makes sense. But this is too big an honor for Bill Russell <laughs> at this point to, uh, you know, Jackie Robinson, you can argue makes a lot of sense um, with the complicated nature of that. Plus Jackie, Ro like Jackie Robinson is more of a feel good story. Uh, I think baseball integrated first out of the three leagues. Uh, check, check me in if I'm wrong about that, but Jackie Robinson makes sense. Like that's a nice thing. And 42 is, an obscure enough number where you can do this across the league. And it, I mean, it, it generally makes sense. I didn't have any problem with them doing this for baseball. That's a nice way to honor them. And first of all, and, and just keeping it real, baseball already did it first, right? So to say that Bill Russell was kind of like our Jackie Robinson, he wasn't. He wasn't. He was a great, 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 great winner and player. This is too big. It's just too big for him. It's too big for him. You can he can make him anywhere from the fifteenth best to the second greatest, or you can even call him the greatest ever if you'd like. It, it's too big for him. And well, even as a side point to this, like numbers matter. Like if, if certainly if I think branding matters, like like numbers matter. Certain numbers are the way I, I say. Certain numbers are just cooler than other numbers. Any single digit number has a degree of cachet, but generally speaking, and it probably has something to do with in high school or in, you know, junior leagues or whatever else, the, the way numbers were given out. And I think in, in some level numbers were given out as to size so that the, you know, the smaller people got the shorter numbers and the center was like number 50 or whatever. But any number above six is weird after a, after a number. So any number like 56 and above is a weird number. And any, like 27 is a weird number. 29 is a weird number in basketball. In certain ways in, in football, it, it, it varies. But like you're, you're taking a single digit number. That's not even the biggest reason, obviously. The biggest reason is that Dr. J was the player of the 70s. And Dr. J is like maybe the second tier of greatness, but he owned that decade. Like, it, like imagine like, like Vince Carter, if everyone felt about him the way that, but, but like bigger than Vince Carter, but like, like just the guy, the ABA, the whole thing, a bigger player in the hood, a bigger player in the streets, a more, I guess the lineage from Dr. J to Jordan, to Dominique, to, 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 you know, all the Skywalker, like the, the, the flight guys, you can't give away the six just like that, which is to say nothing of, of LeBron wearing, you know, 23 and six. So epic fail, but you know, what else do you expect from Adam Silver? And it just, it just doesn't make any sense. And this goes back, this is without even talking about 
obviously the clover aspect of this, where if they're going to put, and I don't know if this was confirmed or speculated. I think it's confirmed that they're going to put a six on every court next year, but maybe it's a six with a clover, which is like way too much because I don't want a clover anywhere near the Pfizer floor or any other floor or the Lakers floor. And so, <laughs> I mean, we laughed about the Kyrie thing. I think it's kind of great when people care about rivalries and emblems and, and mascots and all this kind of stuff. So what happens when somebody now hits a buzzer beater on the Celtics and like wipes their feet on the Bill Russell six clover? Does everybody have to fight now when somebody does a T.O. after after a big shot and goes, you know, goes to the logo, kisses the logo or all this kind of stuff? It's like you, you just don't want that. You don't want that. And I'm not, boy, this is more than five minutes, say. I'm not really going to get into the politics of this because this is not a political podcast. I haven't said that in a while. But Bill Russell, like, there's probably levels to that. It's not like Bill, Bill Russell was kind of more the angry Oscar Robertson kind of guy. Like, you certainly understand, like, why he was angry. And I think generally, but like, I think I read it in even the book of basketball from 15 years ago. It's just like he didn't care about anybody who wasn't a Celtic. He was known as being kind of a jerk. Also somewhat kind of the Oscar. And like, that's fine. Like, we all get it. But that doesn't make you. Even if you want to say he's a civil rights icon, which I would argue he isn't. I do think his leadership is like. Just Teflon in the history of the league, like on the court. But it's not like he was Bob Lanier or Jim Brown or John McLaughlin or like that doesn't like his 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 contribution to the game of basketball as far as carrying it forward can't compare to Michael Jordan. Like they didn't. But here here I'm ripping somebody who's dead. Right. So please understand, I'm not ripping anybody who's dead. But that's why they that's why you shouldn't do this. That's why you shouldn't do this. Like it'd be like. I don't know what it'd be like. It'd be like if, if, if Scorsese died tomorrow and they were like, well, all right, from Scorsese was so great. We love Marty so much. So now no movie can start with him to honor Martin Scorsese. People, that, that doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't make sense to, you know, mock Eric Bledsoe <laughs> and just not give out the six. Like, their heart was in the wrong, like anything with the NBA. Sometimes, and I won't even say their heart's always in the right place. Their heart sometimes is in the right place, but bad idea. Bad idea by a dumb, dumb commissioner. I mean, Serena just retired. It, 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 it's, it's not too dissimilar. The Kellerman thing is actually, as I think about it, it's not too dissimilar from like the thing that people did, like feminists, keeping it real, did the entirety of Serena's career where She'd have some great win or she'd have some great series of wins. And there were always people, it's just like the Kellerman thing. And there were always people being like, it was, wow, Serena is clearly going to be the greatest women's tennis player of all time. And there was always some politically motivated person being like, no, the greatest athlete of all time. And it's like, well, <laughs> do you want, and I just always kind of wonder, okay, do you want people to embrace her or not? Are you just like trying to get your take off? Like that, that's really kind of the question. You know, like you don't like if you want people to like her, just just be like, man, she's so great. Don't don't compare her to men. Like like, no, I mean like, where does where do we go with this? Is Serena just one of the greatest women of all time? Is she one of the greatest people of all time? She's one of the greatest people of the century. She's one of the you know. It's like no, just 
You, so I guess what I'm saying, and I'm probably doing a poor job of saying it, is that you can go too far. They went too far with Bill Russell, and now people are going to hold their nose. But for homemade podcasts like this, like we can keep it real and be like, yo, that's too much. And that's what I'm really saying is too much. Leroy Butler made the Hall of Fame. I feel like the Packers small market thing, I mean, the small market thing doesn't hit the Packers as much as, as, as in other sports. I, I feel like there have been some pushback on on that when it was announced and it's like it's really cool but here, here's what i'll say about the hall of fame there's something i think that people tend to forget about the hall of fame just just level wise and I, this is not even just sports but certainly with sports but like if first of all there's always going to be an argument about any of these kind of things but you've, i've heard this argument my whole life well it's the hall of great not the hall of very good and obviously there's far too many people in the basketball hall of fame because it's the basketball hall of fame. Like I think we can, it should be the NBA hall of fame. And I think probably most people could agree on that part of it. I think, I think they could. The thing though, you always have to remember with the hall of fame is, and I understand like if you're a Randy Moss type, like, so people, I, I think people foolishly don't think this through and they think, well, this should only be, like the Justice League of players. Like there should only be like the four greatest cornerbacks or something like that. There should really only be like the cornerback of that generation. So it'd be like, you know, and that, that just doesn't work because obviously it's a team game and winning has to factor into it. And if you have like, if the only cornerbacks that are in the, or DBs even that are in the Hall of Fame are like Ronnie Lott, Dion, and, you know, Mel Blunt and the guy from the 60s and um, Ed Reed or whoever else. Well, that's not enough because obviously you need some wiggle room. Like, you need some wiggle room because if you don't have the greatest players of all time and also the guys who were very good with the best careers, like Leroy Butler. And Leroy Butler, like, first of all, I mean, it goes also to the things that are immeasurable, right? So the way he stops to run, like, of course, there's metrics for that, but that's not like the big metrics. The way he, like, played the pass, played the run, got sacks, leadership, the whole deal, right? Won a title, like, all that stuff. Like, he's he's a stone-cold Hall of Famer, which is why I think Packers fans are so mad about it. But just, just as an idea, right, you always have to ask yourself, like, with the Hall of Fame, what the actual cutoff would be if you all of a sudden now said... This is just for the elite, elite, elite guys that just about, just about everybody can name off the top of their head, right? Of course, there's always going to be somebody left out of a Hall of Fame, but you really, because then market size becomes actually the thing. Actually the thing. Like, would you want a Hall of Fame where like a Jokic level guy can't get in because it's Denver and we didn't really watch those games? Or like the best offensive lineman is... Orlando Pace or whatever, but we didn't really watch him, right? And and like like Michael Irvin is a Hall of Famer, because of the three titles and because he was a great receiver. But then you then of course you're saying, well, he really wasn't as good as Sterling Sharp, actually. But what you want is a Hall of Fame where Sterling Sharp and Michael Irvin are in, because Michael Irvin should be in the Hall of Fame, right? And you can argue about what but you what every sport you need a baseline guy who is basically like the worst guy to get in. Like Troy Aikman should be in because of the three Super Bowls, but like who's the who's the worst guy to be to have the numbers get him in? Is it Dan Fouts? What is it? Right. But I don't I think people just don't think about that. And they just think, oh, it should just be Shaq. Like, like the Hall of Fame should just be Shaq, Wilt, Kareem and, and Elijah Wan and whoever else I'm forgetting. And it should be like six centers. And it, it just it actually really doesn't work that way. So I thought that was kind of a dumb argument. 
I'm not sure because I haven't listened. This is Monday. I haven't listened to anything today. I don't know if the internet is actually a flutter over the Giannis Bulls thing. Um, I'm sure noted Bucks friend um, Cheryl Crow like was just up all night thinking what she was going to have to do if her beloved Chris Middleton is by himself now on the team. The thing you got to remember about all this kind of stuff is Giannis is a little bit like con man is too strong of a word, but like, like he was hustling sunglasses when he was a kid. Right. Like, like I'm not saying he's phony or fake. Like there's kind of a whole Twitter kind of internet discourse about is Giannis phony or fake. I just think Giannis is a guy who likes to be up, who likes to be liked, who likes to say the right things. So it's not so much that he's a troll. I think a lot of people were saying, well, he's just trolling Bulls fans or anything like that. I just think he wants to say the right thing. And that doesn't mean that he's fake, but you always have to take what he says with a grain of salt. Because I don't think there's a whole lot. Not like he's dumb, but I don't think there's a whole lot. I think he's sort of a natural salesy kind of manipulator. I don't think it's like anything Machiavellian or nefarious, but he's just going to say some stuff. And if we haven't figured out yet that, like, I mean, like what was he doing well, the whole LeBron's still the best thing, like, it, it, he does lay it on a little bit thick. He's still saying, oh, LeBron's so great. He just says stuff. He just says stuff. And he says stuff to because he'd rather be the underdog, because he wants to be doubted, because it ties into his the way he likes to perceive himself. It's all pretty interesting. But he, he's just going to say a bunch of stuff. And I don't know that if he really, like like, gets off on driving fans nuts about it like I don't I don't think that he necessarily does but for those who like like had an aneurysm when they saw saw that quote and then like I think uh one radio station was like would this be like fire to the Vikings or blah 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 look Giannis just says stuff man like that that is what it is Giannis just says stuff and we're at 26 minutes so I'm not shuttering the podcast necessarily I'll still podcast a little bit hear where I can and get some good guests where I can and um, we'll put up the back signal if anything really interesting happens but I want to tell everybody kind of what I've been I've been kind of working on this kind of secret project where I want to do kind of a prestige format YouTube video again similar to what I did with the uniforms trilogy but I want to talk and I want to give what I would feel is the definitive rebuttal of the plumber's narrative and kind of the reasons that we've gone down a dark path complaining about uh, talking about plumbers who's texting me uh, talking about plumbers so, so i want to give my best take of talking about without spoiling anything talking about why you should respect the past why it's interesting how there's this great lineage between these things how you can appreciate all eras how you can also appreciate modern players like the whole thing but i want to give my best version of that and i think i'm going to call it basketball is beautiful that's what i think i'm going to call my sub series and what what i kind of want to do with that is then you know kind of do chapter one chapter two chapter three and then every once in a while where there's something that would typically be like a half-baked take on the pod I kind of don't want to repeat myself and I'd kind of like to kind of work it out a little bit so it whether you think it's a dumb take or not I'd like to give the best version of this dumb take that I have and because it's kind of the off-season doldrums and I'm getting a lot more busy in personal life keep your heads up for that and I appreciate everybody's support in advance of that and retweets and all that kind of stuff but 
that's what I'm kind of working on. So if I pod for five minutes, it's going to be, I think, for the foreseeable future, just mumbling to my phone kind of pods like this. Um, but keep your eye out for Basketball is Beautiful, tentative placeholder name there. I think that's going to be, like, if you like my stuff, it's going to be good stuff. If not, you won't care. But that's what I've kind of been working about. So um, zip it up, zip it out. Talk to you later.